Collins, and I'm joined with Brother Wolf here. <laughs> You're not going to get anything in studio, you know that, right? Chump. In any case, though, this is the Benchmark Podcast, where we go ahead and try to use our experiences and critical thinking to synthesize a better result. And our better result for this one is we're talking about Extraction 2. Last time we did Extraction, so you know what we're doing. Finishing off the series that we know and saying, should you get it or should you not? And uh, <clears throat> I tipped the proverbial hat to Brother Wolf. I liked Extraction 2. Pizza with friends, maybe a, maybe a 12-pack. It was a worthwhile blast of nothingness. <laughs> I, I, I like that... Um... I like that analogy that you gave on your 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 review. <laughs> it's one of, it, it, it was so over the top that I didn't care anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's over the top. And you're like, what, what, what do you say? And I'm gonna get you sucker. You you shot at least forty times, and that's a six shooter. How that happened? You know? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. So yeah, so it was one of those. The the immediate things that came to mind were number one. The insane amount of luck to avoid the shots and debris and, and the, all the nonsense and so forth and so on. The fact that did they have parts where I immediately wanted to rewind to see something? Yes. <laughs> Box checked. Number two, was it mindless fun? Yes. yes. Box checked. <laughs> Number three, it felt video game immersive. <laughs> Uh, Metal Slug video game immersion. Shout out to the LME, let me explain, where he called the train sequences like felt like Metal Slug. Completely right. Now, me and my brother, we said it earlier, that felt like Gears of War when you're uh, trying to fight General Rom. <laughs> Shoot harder! <laughs> Shoot harder! <laughs> and, you, and then the vampire bats are trying to eat you, and you're like, ah! And you run it, and, and he's just it's steadily the, marching. The very fact how, and, and it was one of the first times, I, I, I think that was the first time I saw that in a movie, where he was like, one helicopter down, second one, here we go. <laughs> like, like, Jesus, there's two. <laughs> I literally wanted to start singing Team America, World Police. America! <laughs> We're not in America. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> it was, like I said, mindless fun. I'm glad I watched it. Um, uh, Let's do the easy and obvious thing. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert, definitely, before we get so, started. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, you are uh, richer than me, more attractive than me, uh, probably better shaped than me. How much does he get paid for his sweat? <laughs> like $40,000. That's not where I was going to go with it. <laughs> I was going to say, well, you got some chicken legs <laughs> in the therapy scene. I'm yeah. like, bro, I'm going to just do low attacks to the end of time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you better like always we, wear knee braces. Like we know the one thing that Thor wasn't giving the guard of is that his legs. <laughs> Like boy, he one good hit and yes, game. So yeah, I'm, 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 and look, like I said, it was designed for that way. It might have been CG, but I was like, Lord, no wonder this boy need a brace and a cane and everything else. <laughs> boy about to fall apart as it is. Got baby legs. But yeah, so um, kudos to Sam Hargrave. Uh, like I said, we're gonna put the LME notes in the show notes because he one I've been watching him for a while, and then number two. He informed me that the director of Extraction and Extraction 2, Sam Hargrave, he did a bunch of the stunt He's, direction and quote-unquote directing. He wasn't director, but he handled some of the really big scenes because it was a stunt coordination, so... He and, did it already, and he's been. Uh, even though he isn't, the, wasn't the director. He's directed several big scenes in several big budget movies. 
like the Wakanda entrance. Yeah. He, di- he directed. He directed the, the fight scene in between um, Bucky and no, not Bucky. In between Captain America and Iron Man in uh, Civil War. He did that one too. Yeah, they they showed that on there. He. I know he, he did Cap and Cap. I know he did Cap. Yeah, and Iron he Man. did Cap and Cap. Yeah, that okay. too. But uh, yeah, he's he's been directing stuff. Uh, uh, as the uh, the the gentleman from Let Me Explain said, he's been directing the directors for a while. <laughs> but I mean, when it comes to store coordination, do you really have a a, a a wheel in this wheelhouse? You know what I mean? Right. right. So yeah. Um, but in the the reasons why I say it though is kudos to him. We had some takes that were one shot, other takes that were hidden edits, for lack of a better term. But it was still. Mm-hmm long enough to be continuous. I'm like, kudos for the logistics layout and the coordination and the timing to be able to do it. It's and finding the right cameraman. <laughs> cameraman, crew, because remember, you got to still have the guys who's uh, operating the car or the lift or whatever the case may be. I mean, it's not... <clears throat> as someone who's done shitty TV projects for you know high school, that was difficult. So to do this, even with uh, the magic of computers... You still got to have the camera pointed at the right thing. Absolutely. To quote Versetti, keep the camera pointed at the poontang. <laughs> you know? Um, but even though I said it was mindless fun, there are some things that I just had to go ahead and go, what? <laughs> so let's go ahead and do a quick breakdown of the film. Part one, uh, Tyler's recovered from dying. So movie yeah. magic, we're just gonna exactly. we we need we need a sequel. He, You're not dead. He was from something that would have killed anybody else, but the man who is plot armor strong. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a thing. Plot armor strong for the win. Uh, dear MacGuffin, how I love thee. So number one, we go ahead and get him alive. We go ahead and get him through the therapy. He's going through things. Uh, a mysterious man yeah, shows up to his. Well, cap- well before we get to that. Yes, bought him a shirt. <laughs> a shitty shirt. <laughs> he bought him a shirt. So. I don't know, a shitty shirt. Say it right. And a shitty shirt that he gave to the dog. <laughs> yes, that is true. When which Yes does not get enough respect in this movie. I'm just gonna say that out, out, outright. So he gets the he gets the shitty shirt. Uh-huh. Uh, Idris Elba's character Adco- Adcock Alcock, whatever it is. The whole point is, mysterious government agency man uh-huh. comes up and says, I got a job for you. Well, what if I don't want to take it? You're going to take it. Because somebody is involved who you know well. Yeah. <laughs> Come to find out, it's his sister-in-law, niece, and nephew. Right. Got to extract them. Uh, go see extract them from the prison because their husband brought them in prison with them to keep them safe from his enemies or who are in prison with him. Hmm, sounds a little <laughs> sus. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel safer in, in Among Us. <laughs> like, like, what? And I'm going to say this, and I'm not trying to make light of it, but you thought it was a good idea to keep a woman in a prison filled with jacked up, uh, undersexed convicts and inmates who have done worse than what you think I'm talking about. Right. Like, when she got snatched, I was like, oh, please don't do this. This is not necessary at all. Mm-mm. Thank God he took a weight to the face. Yeah. And, he, and he was one of those, but like, who thought this was a good idea? Like, mm-hmm. really? And in in, in there, there's an entire scene. Uh, I, I mean, well, first of all, you have to understand that the original plan they had was, they, was he went up through the tunnels. And when he went up through the tunnels, 
he appeared in their cell. Their cell was separate from the father cell, from what I remember. And so uh, he he appeared in their cell. He he went in there to extract them. Uh, he he grabbed the the woman, the the, the daughter, and the son. Uh, the daughter had a stuffed animal that made noise or something like that. So she really wanted to grab that. So she, she got that on the way out. That stuffed animal went off. When that stuffed animal went off, uh, it alerted the people at the prison that there was a break. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, uh, the prison started beginning lockdown procedures. And with the prison beginning lockdown procedures, it, and uh, it, it's a two two. Uh, Double-edged sword? It's a double-edged sword because, number one, it locks it off from the outside world, but it keeps everybody in from the inside world, which is which is a big problem for them that are trying to get out. You forget one key point also. And the, and the guards work for him, most of the guards. Yeah, and the other thing that we forget is what? We're now dealing with the fact that we did not have everybody locked down where they were supposed to be, so transition... <laughs> If you understand what transition defense is in the NBA, transition in a prison is not. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot easier in the NBA. (laughs) I just lost two points. That's it. it. Uh, But the point being, though, is it was hell, hell, hell on earth. Who's next to want to be first? The prison is front line. You know what I mean? Right. And plan A was for them to get back out through the tunnels when the prison ended lockdown. That plan was shot to crap. They couldn't do that one anymore. Yeah. So. so then they had plan B. Plan B was a vehicle in order to get out some kind of way. That messed up. So plan C was the problem one that my brother will talk about. <laughs> they had to go ahead and make their way through the common area while there's an active riot going on. Right. Now, mind you, I understand why you did it because there were no other options. Right. Mind you. I'm a big fan of if you have C4 in a gun, most doors are not locked anymore. <laughs> right. Most walls aren't locked anymore. <laughs> now, I'm going to say this also. If there are any people in the world I am afraid of, I am afraid of people with nothing to lose. And if you come from Eastern Bloc countries, Albania, Armenia, Georgia, Russia, you've lived through some shit that I don't ever want to talk about. I think they. I think in this movie they were claiming that this was in Crimea. Uh, no, no, so. this, this is Georgia. This it, Georgia. It's Georgia. Georgia. It's okay. all Georgia. It's all, yeah. Georgia. So it's one of those. Mm-mm, you are of level of I can't fuck with you. I I think I'm a decent enough tough guy. I'm not fucking with these guys. They, <clears throat> their PhD is infinitely leveled in my Devry Community College. <laughs> right, right. You know. Uh, but they go ahead and say we have no options. We either go ahead and stay here and get caught, or we at least try to make, do the cover of chaos get through. And they were doing something, and they got somewhere, and, you know, they were able to get to the, go from A to B to get to the breach point and go through. Now, what's really funny is when they're going through the tunnels, and they see a little girl, the woman, and him, and they see him with armed to the teeth, and they're like, give me what you got. I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> if I am Tyler Rake, excuse me, Brad, so I said it wrong, but <laughs> yeah. Brad, if I'm Brad Hemsworth, the second I see one of these guys, mm-hmm. I shoot one in the knee and one in the head. <sighs> because they're not, what have they got to lose? It's, it's like going to the gulag. Are you getting out anytime soon? I, I think the problem was, was I think that 
he was in a situation where he knew he would run out of bullets, I guess. There was so much around. Because there were a lot of scenes in which there were so many people surrounding him. Uh, you know, he knew he couldn't take them all on with a gun. Because they, they, in the common area that you were talking about before, he had the gun and he had it pointed at all of them to try to, you know, to try to back them off. And what wound up happening was, you know, eventually, uh, thank, thankfully, they were saved by an explosion, which happened at the time. You forget what he did, too. Remember, he got dogpiled on in the uh, the, the, the uh, sister-in-law was on top of him. Pull the pin. And he flung the grenade. Yeah. He caused that explosion. Yeah. I'm telling you, the second I go down there, unless I know that I will cause seismic activity in a collapse, <laughs> I'm walking with a pin pulled and saying, we all going to go. <laughs> Well, what what Ricky, Ricky Smiley said? I'm gonna whoop your ass. I'm gonna whoop Monroe's ass. I'm gonna whoop every ass in here. here. Yeah. So uh, definitely, it was one of those situations, and uh, like my brother said, uh, they they're in the tunnels and they they're almost free, and they run into who? They run into the dad of the the family. You know, and he's not giving up his family without a fight. Right. He says some choice words to the mom. The kids are already out, but they have to go through a small fight scene. And this is one of those immediate rewinds. When I saw his hand, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. When I saw his hand, I like, ooh. I <clears throat> He's not going to be in rush hour three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and the mom took him out, which was which is really something in which they did on there. Um, uh, to show she was trying to escape his tyranny. Right. And like I said, I mean, I do and don't understand it. It's one of those, I can't protect you from the outside, so I may as well keep you inside. I do get that. And like I said before, the kind of individuals that he's dealing with, uh, they're worse than Kaiser Sosa. I'm going to go ahead and go through your entire family and you. You know what I mean? That's not even a question. So even though they're technically innocent, you're guilty by association. Right. So uh, moving on, they're going ahead. The 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 brother, I forgot their names. It's Dur, Dur, Durat? Uh, Durat. Uh, yeah, Durat. Some, the yeah. point being is he's gone. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he <laughs> They're extracting. Maker. They're in the cars. And mm. then begins a, what is it, 21-minute chase? 21-minute chasing. That's, quote-unquote, one cut. Yeah. Stuff is falling up. <laughs> Bikers are flipping over. Cars are exploding. There's a boom every Explosion. few seconds. Explosion. Michael Bay would be proud, right? <laughs> it reminded me of the E-Trade commercial. This summer, everything's getting <laughs> blown, blown up. up. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> but yeah, they go through, go through. They finally get to the point where the family gets to a train. They're on the train. They're trying to extract. All of a sudden, there's special forces yeah, the, 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 I never knew gangs had special forces, but yes, there's there's a special force uh, part of his uh, particular gang that shows up. They're getting airdropped in. There's a chopper fight. There's uh, also credit to Nick. So hold on one second. Go shift the Farahani. I if I mispronounced your name, I apologize. You just don't have. As an American, I'm just not used to it. Right. But Miss F, you kicked ass in that scene. My favorite part of that scene was she had to take out two guys in close combat wearing heavy body armor. And if you've ever heard anybody say anything about getting shot, it's the worst punch in the world you can't recover from from breathing. 
Right. And she said, okay, we're going to go straight to the knife. Went ahead and stabbed him. And when she dragged his hand across that blo- broken glass, I was like, creative and ooh. <laughs> that's me. And it, it, and it was beyond, like, when I saw uh, when I saw them both go in there, there, that was a moment in which I was like, oh, shoot. I think she might die. I think she might die. And then all of a sudden, I saw her being the one that was killing, <laughs> killing the two guys. <laughs> just going through and just knocking it all out. Um, yeah, just like, ooh. Uh, it, the, the the thing that made me laugh though was the one shot prison scene. It kind of the, the 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 hecticness of it reminded me, and you'll appreciate this. Remind me of Austin McMahon with the bedpan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I get how that. am I seeing this, and why can't I take out my eyes away? <laughs> and like I said, the train scene. It felt like Gears of War. Right. We're, it, it, we're, ta- we're, we're taking out helicopters. We're taking out special forces guys. Right. You know, you don't get to use the instant kill button. You can use the counter button, but you can't do that anymore. <laughs> and the fact how you had to go from one gun, one mounted gun in the back. Basically, I, I I just thought about that. He went, he, and because it was one continuous cut, he went from the front of the train, I mean, from the back of the train all the way to the front of the train. And, uh, and that had to have been quite a job because it was a long train. Uh, in which I was thinking, I'll say it like this too. You telling me there's not an emergency decoupler? Let's get rid of some of these cars. <laughs> Go faster. Do you see what's after us? <laughs> what, what you used to say? You're not shooting, shooting hard enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you kind of throw the controller. Oh my. Yeah, it was just ugh. so we just move on to that. They finally get extracted. They're on the plane. They're recovering. The team's like, that wasn't a normal extraction. What's going on? Oh, I didn't tell you guys. That's my sister-in-law. Really? And, and then Nick at that point is obviously very uh, upset that that would have been something that Tyler should have told her from the very beginning. No, they should have told everybody. Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't have said no, but I need to know what I'm walking into so I can bring my A on my A-plus game. Right. So so she would have definitely known. Um, and it, it, while they're having this conversation in the plane, what happens? The little boy decides that he's going to take mm-mm, Not a little boy. Tween, <laughs> the tween decides he's gonna, decides he's gonna take Yaz's phone, and he calls uh, his uncle, and he's like the, the other and, living brother of the, the gang. And at that point, the uncle was actually at the uh, at the place where the other where the brother was found. No, it was and, not. Well, he was well, on not, the road. He was on the road, and they had the brother's body. That's what I'm thinking. And so they were questioning actually who could have done it. At that point, they didn't know yet who it was. Mm-hmm. They thought it might have been a rival gang. They said his brother's list of enemies was a mile long or anything like that. They were completely left in the dark. And had that have stayed, they would have been home free. Nobody would have gotten hurt any further than that or anything like that. But what happens? The tween calls his uncle and lets them know, hey, we're on a plane going to Geneva. and Vienna. Vienna, I'm sorry, going to Vienna, and uh, it, and I'm with mom, and mom was the one that got us, uh, that that extracted us from there, and so you know, of course, at that point, the uncle is like, I got him, you know. Is it sends the coordinates? All that happens. I think the best part of so I'm gonna jump forward a little bit. Uh, the boy eventually does get reunited with his uncle, and he's put into the bullet bulletproof uh car held down and he asked one of the goons it's like 
are you going to kill my mom? And, and, and he's like, boy, why did you call us if you didn't want that to happen? And he didn't realize how far over his head he was and just how much of a quote-unquote bad guy his son was. It, it, so to give credit to this movie, the, the movies it drew from was all over the place, but it still worked. That felt like, uh, what, Taken 2, Taken 3? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, definitely had some Rambo scenes in there and all that. And it's one of those, geez, these dudes do not play. Yeah. You're not, I'm willing to completely fuck over my family or what's left of my family to ensure solidarity within the gang. Exactly. And uh, he has the big prep uh, talk with his gang before he goes in. He's like, look, um, we're going to do this to get revenge for our for our brother. You know, he the way he says it is like it's the entire gang's brother, not just his brother. Yeah. And and they feel they're very uh, religiously oriented. They're they're on a mission from God. Yeah, exactly. But uh, the reason we had I jumped forward was well, they go ahead and have the prep talk, and then the family is in a nice apartment complex, just posh. Upper Upper West Side, you know, moving on up, all that fun stuff, right? All of a sudden, there's a helicopter, and there's a chain gun, and it opens fire. <laughs> and you're like, but you haven't extracted anybody yet. What about the family you're trying to save? I was like, I don't think they really cared. And anybody- everybody's looking at the boy like, what did you, you do? <laughs> <laughs> so just a whole lot of nonsense happens, a whole lot of nonsense. Uh, the The group gets separated. The boy gets uh, gets re- reunited to the uncle. The family's trying to get the hell out of Dodge, not really working. The rooftop scene happens, which I don't want to spoil that. That's some one you need to see of your own volition. Mm-hmm. But I will say this: you shot a motherfucker in the hand. <laughs> like, ow! <laughs> I, I, I was sitting up there saying myself, I was like, ow, that's dirty. <laughs> but I will say this too: if he would have just emptied the clip like you know that reminded me of far cry 3 why i couldn't stand voss kill him don't play kill him if you right. excuse me unalive him you know if you want to go ahead and help him go ahead and snip the end of the thread of life if you're going to be one of the three fates snip don't go ahead and play with it finish that off and because he had to talk and monologue he was allowed for the next acts of the movie but no if you want to finish something finish something well, I, I think what it is, is I think it was the brother was thinking this wasn't just about revenge. It was about vengeance. And that's what I think in, in which it was. Don't ghostwriter me. I'm I'm just saying I, I really think he wanted to inflict. Remember what he told him. He said, no, I want you to suffer with the fate of having your loved one die like I did. Remember, he said that in the movie. If that's the case, hurry up and do it. He's going to we'll figure the stuff out in the, in, the, in the epilogue. And what happened? <laughs> you ain't gonna be in rush hour three. <laughs> so the, the the rooftop scene happens. They go ahead and spl- end up getting split basically. Yeah. So it's Tyler, Nick, and Yaz trying to get extraction. Uh, Yaz is trying to get the family together. He's he he's trying to get the the family to the us, the, uh, the little girl, the daughter, and the mother the mother mother somewhere. Uh, Nick is fighting with a Goomba. <laughs> no, no. If you're going, if you're going to steal LME stuff, give him credit. Yes, credit to let me explain. There is a henchman that looks like a goomba. He has no neck, in <laughs> his full body armor. <laughs> you're giggling a little too much. But uh, 
they're going ahead and going for extraction. And <clears throat> to quote, I had tickets for the game. Mm-hmm. And Yaz gets too many entry wounds. Yeah. And he's, uh, it, you know, they're trying to save his life. And he's like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Like he, he, he just says, it. he's like, I, I can't breathe. And so they realize at that point, um, Nick is driving the helicopter, so that's the sucky part. You don't drive a helicopter, you pilot one. No, I'm sorry. She's piloting the helicopter away, so she can't even be with her brother at his last moments alive because she has to pilot the helicopter because they don't necessarily Which makes me wonder, you're telling me helicopters don't have cruise control yet? (laughs) And I I, mean, what are you running into, Jetsons? (laughs) I'm just saying, that's one of those, you think it'd be useful for those long trips. I got to hold it at this tilt for how long? Right. And and uh, Tyler was sitting up there, and he was holding her brother at the time while he was saying his, his last breaths, well, taking his last breath. Brad. Yes. <laughs> and after that happens, you know, uh, they go to a, a hideaway spot, uh, and while they're at the hideaway spot, they run into... Uh, his ex-wife, who is the uh, the, the other woman's sister, um, she, she comes in, and they are communicating with each other, you know, about everything that happened. Uh, you know, Yaz is uh, it. it uh, Nick and uh, Tyler are dealing with grieving Yaz's loss, and um, the head henchman, the the brother, takes and calls. Uh, well, no, 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 no. Tyler, wait, no. Who makes the call? I'm trying to think. Who who calls? Wait, wait. Which call? Uh, the call in order to, for the final meeting. Oh, so, uh, it's gotten to the point where everybody's frustrated and they're trying to figure out what they're gonna do. Uh, the family is like, we still got to get the boy. Uh, Nick's like, I want that ass. You killed my brother. <laughs> yeah. Tyler's like, I've already done enough. I'm not letting you come and. He go he goes away because the gang leader, the last one still alive, Zorab, I believe is his name. Mm-hmm. He calls him and says, "Yes, I'm going to be at this church. Come meet me here. This and the third. And Brad's like, "I'm not coming to talk." <laughs> yeah, br- <laughs> it, it, well, the the gang leader is like, "You can come to negotiate." And Tyler's like, "I'm not coming to negotiate." Samuel L. Jackson, you don't get called for this one. <laughs> Do you like to dress up in girls' clothes and get spanked, Neeball? I love that scene. And so uh, the the head henchman also has an argument with uh, the guy that was his one of his father's top henchmen, and uh, and he shoots him at that one. And at that point, also the tween realizes the kind of person in which his uncle is, which that. leads to the next scene, which. Yeah, which leads to the next scene in which the um the uncle is sitting up there and talking to the tween about uh what's coming and uh Tyler appears and he ain't dead in negotiating. <laughs> and the funny part is is that if you look at the tween, Sandro is the the young boy's name. Uh but I he pissed me off with that stupid shit, so he's the tween. <laughs> uh when you look at the tween he just looks like he's a Christmas tree. Why? Because he's got red lights on because he's got a bomb strapped to him. Right. Now, are you really glad you called your uncle? Right, exactly. You're a bargaining chip now, no more, no less. And so uh, what happens is while all this is going on, 
Nick appears and she has followed, you know, Tyler to the meeting place and everything like that. And she has her gun pointed at the guy. And the only thing in between Nick getting a clear shot on him and him dying is the fact that he has the boy in between the two of them. And I swear to God, I feel as though Nick was about to shoot regardless. I already said. (laughs) (laughs) So first off, let's be real about the fact that you're fighting in the church to begin with. Yeah. I feel kind of weird about that one. I'm I'm a raised Catholic. Where do I stand? I can't tell you. But uh, what did Erykah Badu say? They fear us just the same? Yeah, they fear us just the same. So I'm sitting there looking right now, and I'm like, we've already done our fair share of dirt. Does this really matter if it's on hollowed or unhallowed grounds? True. So... I'm sorry. That's just one more. And like I said, if Yaz would have did that earlier, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in. But they go ahead and get into the 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 gang leader and Nick exchange shots. Yep. After he uh, after the- Tyler's already disarmed at this point. Tyler's yeah. been disarmed because the boy snatched the gun from him. Comes back down. Nick appears, shoots the the what you call it. So they they're now at even. Nick's on the ground. A little bit too stunned and bleeding to do anything. Yeah. Uh, Tyler says, "All right, time for this lack of negotiation to start." Mm-hmm. And have you ever seen the Steven Seagal movie Out for Justice? Yes. Yes, of course. Oh, if you know what I'm talking about, the scene between uh, Steven Seagal and hold on, looking it up right now, Steven Seagal uh, versus Richie Madano. It's the last scene of the movie. It is a brutal fight, and you just like. It is on that level. Like the the two are like they are fighting with each other with such hatred and such. And the and, funny part is, you can fight with hatred, but it don't outclass technique. And right. Steven Seagal was just, <clears throat> I believe the uh, scientific term is swally mopping that boy. <laughs> <laughs> when you get flung to and fro, hither and thither, right. yonder and. Just getting flung it, around. There was hammers and no, no. There was not a hammer. There was almost a hammer. Was Finally, he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't worthy. That was a great callback there too. Was, there, there was saws. There were uh, uh, there were nails thrown. There were you know all kinds I'm of a, weapons. I'm gonna tackle you through everything possible. Yeah, and drop a building on you if I can. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. It almost felt like it should have been in uh, Swanson and Rittner at the ECW arena. <laughs> But it finally happens to where there he's going for the gun. Uh, the there's a separation. The gang leader's going, going for, for the, the gun. gun. Tyler's like, I got something you don't have, and he literally claws his way up his body with a knife he drew, stabs him in the leg, climbs up him, stabs him in the back, claws up him, stabs him in the shoulder, claws up him, uh, slaps him up, takes the gun. He's like, I will go ahead and bang. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I, this will never stop. Bam. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's Kool-Aid everywhere. <laughs> now, I'm not going to ruin the ending. I'll let y'all go ahead and figure that part out. You can ruin it if you want to. <laughs> but at least this part is done. So right. we know, unless there's some member of the gang that still survived, mm-hmm. it's good. And I don't even know if <clears throat> 1986 Aliens... One of the arguments I get in all the time was, did Gorman redeem himself? And somebody was like, he was such a fucknut that he couldn't. I don't know if Sandro could redeem himself. <sighs> Sandro was worse than Ovi in the first movie. Wow. Think about it for a second. Am I wrong? Well, I don't, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Ovi yeah, because Ovi really didn't do anything necessarily to Tyler per se. Bread. Besides, <laughs> besides, like go with the other guy. It wasn't like he actually uh, did something that led to and, somebody's and death be, or anything like that. Well, your boy, <laughs> when he shot old boy, he <laughs> oh um, yeah. <laughs> but no, the point I'm getting at is. In Ovi's position, he didn't know what was going on. Right. He literally had no clue. So when he sees his dad's major domo, I don't know who this white man is. Right. right. You know what I mean? Like, who is this guy? It's very excusable, you know? Yeah, like, that one was fine. Now, he needed to keep his head down and stop screeching. That he needed to do. But everything else, nah. This dude brought it. He got got his sister with a broken arm. He got his mom... uh, uh, she suffered contusions, uh, a potential assault, and they've got trauma that they so need to go ahead and deal with. All because what? I want to be with my dad, who you're pretty aware is a bad person, but you're trying to hide it in the back of your mind. Yeah, um, it definitely seems like he, you know, <laughs> if there was one person that was... Um, I, I I posed the question to my brother, who was the hero of the movie? Because I think that was a that that was a big question. Because uh, I'm I'm not sure if it was Luck. Tyler. <laughs> Luck. But uh, you almost want to think that Sandra was a villain of the movie, almost based off of everything that he did, you know. And and so, granted, he's supposed to be uh, confused, and you know, it, it's supposed to be genuine love, but this is one of those things where you're not looking at the facts as they are. Uh, uh, Robert Downey and uh, Guy Ritchie, Sherlock Holmes, we're not using facts to create theories, we're using theories and using them to find the facts we want. We're using confirmation bias, and that's what he was doing, and that's bad. Right. And, like, look, I understand you want to be with your dad, but if that's the case, <clears throat> what did Trey say? Doe, let me out. You can go on your own path, but I'm not going here. And now you've got all these people killed because you're consumed with some naive notion. I mean, uh, like I said, I that was part of the reason why I think Nick was about to just say, like, screw it. If uh, if I kill, if I wind up killing the boy by accident by killing the uncle, that's fine. I I, I think she had that thought in her head. I, I mean, think. I would have definitely been like, you know what? The amount of trauma we're going to have to deal with, the money we didn't get paid for. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the whole thing. I, I understand definitely Nick and Yaz's thing, whereas they're like, we ain't seeing money for none of this. <laughs> like, look, we are professionals. Right. That means we get paid for this. I understand. How this friend said in the first one, you are a mercenary. Be a mercenary. <laughs> yeah. Take, take the money, do the shooting. What, what uh, 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 Billy Crystal said to analyze this? Bang, bang. Use the gun. Bang, bang. <laughs> like, no. So I'm worried about confirmation bias. I'm worried about the, 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 what's the word I want to use? The God complex? That That's for sure. Yeah. Hero worship too, you know what I mean? Where you're going ahead and, like I said, using your confirmation bias and hero worship to dismiss something somebody's done. You know what I mean? Like, we can pick a random person from history and find something they did that was negative. I'm not trying to dismiss all of what they're done, but we got to go ahead and take them 
in entirety of what they've done, not just one thing. You know what I mean? Right. So for me, I'll say this. If I had to go ahead and watch it, I'm watching it with friends. I already had Netflix, so I didn't have to pay for anything. But if you have the chance to watch Extraction 2, pizza with friends, get a 12-rack, and enjoy yourselves. And you know what? <laughs> Every <laughs> You know how you do the Harry Potter drinking games or something like that? Yeah. Every time somebody gets shot, take a sip. <laughs> a sip, not a gulp. A sip. You'll be dead by the end of this. Because <laughs> remember, they have body armor. <laughs> Drink responsibly. <laughs> But uh, with that said, all facetiousness aside, facetiousness, I don't want to hear nobody say, oh, we, we listen to we got. No, <laughs> we're, we're joking. If you can't figure that out, then I can't help you. But with that said, is it closing time, brother? I think it is closing time, brother. So with that said, next time you need an extraction, call Tyler Rink. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be healed up from this one after that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Benchmark Podcast, a product of Benchmark Media, LLC where we always attempt to establish a positive benchmark. We would like to remind everyone that the views and opinions expressed are strictly the views and opinions of each individual, and those views do not reflect the stance of benchmark media. Any opinion stated is not to be construed as professional advice or help. Please contact a professional for any help you may require. We would like to thank all of our guests for today and also for contributions of our listening family. Remember to contact us at the Real Benchmark Podcast at gmail.com or www.therealbenchmarkpodcast.com. Or you can follow us on social media, Facebook, or Instagram. And if you'd like to be a friend of the show, you can donate to us on our PayPal. You can give me a drink. All rights reserved by Benchmark Media, LLC.